0: as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend. Oh, I'm so looking forward to sharing this episode with you. Today I speak with Connie Graff. She's been helping clients to declutter and organize for over 24 years now. What I loved about this episode is she talked about clutter that I never had really thought about she talks about digital clutter you know that desktop the files that it's like feels like another room sometimes for me to me she also talks about so- social clutter what that means social clutter can be things like people pleasing and she gets into detail so I don't want to share all of it but she also talks about mental clutter the emotional clutter financial clutter it was such a great episode because again these were areas that I never really thought of as clutter but After our conversation, I felt like one, I could recognize them and two, I got some tools from listening to her that already made me feel lighter. And it's so cool because on her website, she actually writes, when you have your environment in order, your head is free and clear and your energy and creative juices can flow freely into your passion. And I love that. It's so true. There's nothing like when we do feel like we are organized in these different areas in life that we do feel more light and joyful and creative so it's such an incredible episode check this show notes so that you can see how to get in touch with Connie her website is ConnieGraph.com I'll have that all in the notes for you but enjoy this episode and if you get a moment take some time if you really get some value from this to leave us a review on iTunes because it truly means the world and makes such a difference okay sit back and enjoy today's episode Hi Connie so
1: happy to have you on the podcast welcome. Well thank you Rosa for having me I'm all excited for our conversation. Same you know when I saw this
0: topic that you're doing I love the whole topic of decluttering and organizing I think it's um, has such a strong connection to our health to our well-being on on so many levels Mm -hmm. and um often we think of physical health, but what really like physical organizing of our spaces. Mm -hmm. But when I saw what you were coaching on, and I think you maybe do some of that as well, but what really intrigued me was you're talking about things that you don't see a lot. And I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. this is, this is me. Like when you said digital digital organizing right away my brain went to my desktop and I was like the amount of times I look at my desktop and go oh my gosh this feels like another room another thing like it almost feels heavy when it gets mm-hmm. disorganized yeah um yeah. but you do like all sorts of um like emotional financial it's incredible what yeah. you're doing
1: yeah I, I always say clutter is so much more than you think than people say oh. huh <laughs> yeah, but that's actually yes. what it is
0: Oh my goodness. I love it. Before we get into the exact like types of clutter, cause we're going to go through that because I think sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And so mm-hmm. I love that we have these areas to talk about, but can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Like what, what, um, started you in this space? Cause I don't know a lot of people talking about this and helping others with this. Like what, ha- what started your journey off?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> maybe, maybe that sounds weird. But um, so I, hmm, I talked about clutter already before it was even a thing. So I mm. was um, a teenager or actually, do you call it? Yeah, like, uh, around 10 and, and mm. early teenage years, when I started noticing how the environment has an effect on me. So I was lucky enough to have my own room. But it was I always joke and say, it's like a broom closet. It was really tiny. And so, and my brother has had the much bigger room and I was always jealous. And yeah, that's a different story. (laughs) So it was really a small room and I just... I kind of started realizing that the way my room is set up or whether or not I have too much or not enough stuff in it, that it has an effect on me. And so I started to experiment. <laughs> so I yeah. agree, I was a weird kid. So <laughs> I started I'm to experiment like this. moving furniture yeah. and and organizing stuff or or putting it in different ways and And, um, and and I was not like somebody who would, would like be minimalistic or anything, but I just would change things and see how it feels. And I wouldn't just notice that it makes a difference and that I felt better in certain environments or when things were set up a certain way and not so good in others. So that's kind of how I started. But again, back then, nobody talked about decluttering or Mm. what the environment has an effect on us or anything like that. And so then I went into finance when I went into the business world. Um, I studied finance. Um, It wasn't even intentional. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. that's again, a different story. But then um, people were always saying like, oh my God, you must have nothing to do because your desk is so clean. For example, that was one of the (laughs) stories I always heard. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) I'm like, I, and, and when I left that job, at at that particular company they had to hire two people because it did the job for two but it was also because I was set up in a way and I always say like I was set up in a supportive way rather than a sabotaging way Mm. so when I eventually long story short when I eventually moved to Canada all my financial degrees were just not recognized here so Mm. I'm like okay what am I going to do now and and then I kind of like I don't even remember the exact day when it dawned on me that I I was always good at helping people, creating spaces around them that actually support them. And because I know how a better environment and with environment, we talk about that later, I'm not just meaning the physical environment, how that actually um, can help them so much to be, if we want to talk business, to be more productive, Mm -hmm. to be more focused, to be more... Um, creating higher quality work, but also in your private life, just to be happier and to be, to feel less heavy. And like you said already, it can make you really feel heavy. And that's not an illusion that is actually that way. And so, yeah. And so that's how (laughs) I got into it. So I was, I always joke and say I was born that way
0: (laughs) I I just say I think children are fascinating and I just think like at such a young age you were born to do this and and how often I don't know this is a little bit of a tangent but how often do children have like these these like hidden talents and strong traits, and we don't nourish that. So like you said, you went into finances, right? Which, which is okay. Cause in the end, I think your story has like this f- full circle story which is incredible but I just oh that's so interesting yeah
1: and I want to know I want to add one part to it so a lot of people Mm. think when I talk about supportive environments or or decluttering they're Mm. talking about having everything just so and being all perfectly organized and I want to say my mom used to drive me nuts because Mm. she was one of these people were up front everything looked just perfect but Mm like the closets were stuffed full and (laughs) you couldn't open the drawers (laughs) and stuff like that. So but in the forefront, everything had to be perfect. And we were not allowed to have a mess at all. And I rebelled against that. So it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily about having like Instagram worthy environments. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm talking about. I actually rebelled against that. But what I noticed is that it's about us and how we feel in the environment. So some people, um, need may be this just so but then we have to ask ourselves why too because this could be the counter effect of clutter like when we're getting too far into we're having to have everything just perfect mm. otherwise we can't you know so that is I that is that also thought. maybe not healthy so yeah. yeah so I just wanted to add that because a lot of people think like they have to have now all these perfectly organized right. Instagram worthy. um homes. And that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Oh, thanks for
0: that clarification. Because also um what you were just describing kind of reminds me of going into things like OCD, where you yeah. really like, yeah. it, it's, you, you go too far the other way where, like you said, yeah. it has to be all perfect. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it, I, I like that vision of this perfect home. But then if you open the closet, everything <laughs> comes out. And that might look neat to everyone else but in your brain that must feel still that heaviness because you know it's not fully authentic or fully true what you're presenting
1: yeah and and we can talk later in what aspects of clutter and what Mm. categories of clutter that goes in but yeah it's basically you're presenting to the forefront something that is not true too and and you're still you're still living cluttered. So just because your environment doesn't look cluttered mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're not living uncluttered. So yes. that is that is a huge distinction, no? And then again, um, people like this may tend towards OCD, but OCD mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have no clutter. It just means it everything has to be just so. So yeah. it's yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, let's get into
0: it. Can you talk to me about the um, different types of clutter that we don't see.
1: Yeah. Well, let's first, before we go into types, yeah. let's quickly talk about categories because yeah, um, there is different categories and there is okay. different types. At least that's Amazing. how I Beautiful. How you organize it. <laughs> <laughs> how I organize it. I'm for loving my this
0: so much. I'm learning already.
1: Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's okay. categories yeah. and so categories let, um, I have four and as, um, The one that most people think of when they think of clutter is things you don't use or don't love, you know, it's like it's just stuff that is laying around and actually nobody uses it and nobody loves it and you don't do anything with it. Um, The second one is also things that are untidy or disorganized and that's probably the second thing most people think about when they think of clutter, that's that one. Okay, But then there is also when you have too much in a in, in the how much the space can hold. So if you have a tiny house and you have just too much stuff in mm-hmm. it, that may not necessarily be clutter if it would be in a bigger house, but because it's such a small right. space, you know, it's then it's still um, uh, is clutter and has an effect on you or possibly a negative effect on you. And then the fourth category is the one that most people don't understand or or don't think of, let's say, um, is anything unfinished or anything that is needs repair and you don't repair it or anything, Mm -hmm. all these started projects that you that you have laying around. So that is also a category of clutter. And then within these four categories, we have different types of clutter. And that's actually what you asked me about, but I wanted to I wanted to set the stage first with the categories because now we can see that we can have all kinds of types of clutter in these four categories so besides the physical clutter that everybody thinks about when they think of clutter the stuff we trip over (laughs) we also have paper clutter we can uh, also trip over that if we have Mm -hmm. the piles on the floor but the stuff we don't necessarily see is digital clutter yeah, so, which becomes more and more a problem, the more and more we, we go into um, digital worlds and computers and cell phones and all that. Mm. And we can talk more about that later, it actually yeah. way deeper than most people think. We have social clutter, which um, we, I can talk for hours about that, too. This. which is just having too much on your calendar, having too many obligations. But it's also kind of like people pleasing, doing stuff you don't really want to do just mm. to keep the peace and, Ooh, and yes. stuff like that. Having people in your life that suck the energy right out of you, like we call them uh, energy vampires yeah. sometimes lovingly. You know that is also clutter, and we can talk later if you we, yes. if we get there, or if you yeah. want to. Why?
0: I know we can have like five podcasts.
1: We can <laughs> we can yeah we can have a year of this podcasts. <laughs> um, then we have mental clutter, so mm. in our head, and we all have that, and I, I often say to this is actually one of the clutters i struggle with too because most people always think like oh connie helps us with clutter so she must have no clutter <laughs> not true i always say everybody has clutter somewhere that's just how life works right. um so mental clutter limiting beliefs negative self talk but yeah. also overstimulating like only consuming instead of actually going out into the world and do something right. or create something multitasking can fit into that yeah and then an effect of that or it's kind of like I never know really what comes first is emotional clutters like um, st- stuffed down feelings, um, resentments we have and we hang on yeah. to for years, people we don't want to forgive. Uh, grief is a big um, uh, emotional clutter yeah. that can really trip us up in our life. And then, and then um, we also have financial clutter, which most people don't want to hear about, because they don't want to, they only want to have lots of money, they don't want to deal with finances. And nice. there too, there is different aspects of financial clutter. And um, well, and then of course, technically, there is also spiritual clutter, which we mm-hmm. get really into really deep topics. And I'm, right. <laughs> I'm um, not an expert in spiritual clutter at all yet. I'm still struggling, I think, with that. Yeah. definition, even when does mental and emotional clutter end? And when does it start to become spiritual? So um, yeah, but technically, there is spiritual clutter. And then there is energetic clutter, Mm. like uh, science goes more and more into it that we're all energy. And so you can have um, energetic clutter. which I'm also not an expert in, but as a highly sensitive person, I notice it. And most people, if they start paying attention, they notice it. And then you know, which clutter feels better, or which energy, which clutter, which energy uh, feels better to you and which doesn't. And yeah, so endless. It is endless.
0: And I can see how, you know, you think you've got clutter in one area, but it can really go into another area. And so, Mm -hmm. Really even focusing on one in particular can really alleviate the clutter in another area
1: yeah exactly and and i also right. say sometimes yeah. as within so without um so if you're cluttered inside let's say mm-hmm. limiting self beliefs and stuff it can yeah. create a lot of clutter on the outside i, right. I experienced that a lot when clients come to me and they say oh i was always a chaotic child or i i could never be organized that's limiting beliefs that then right. have a real effect on the outside which creates your environment even more cluttered, which doesn't have to be if you would let go of that belief and would say, I'm a human, I can learn so I can learn something Mm -hmm. so that then my outside um, environment is not so cluttered. So it it plays totally into it mental clutter plays into emotional clutter and feel like Shit, then we, we also think bad and then our environment becomes bad and it, it gets even worse, Rosa, because mm-hmm. it has a ripple effect. So it goes out when you're, when you're living cluttered, no matter where the clutter is and it stresses you out then you're maybe short with loved ones or you're short right. with your child you're short with your partner you're not giving your best work to your clients it 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 has a ripple effect out so yeah
0: i can really see that and and it also i mean we know that our emotional and our physical well-being is also very connected so if you're living in this clutter you likely have this low level of stress that's with you all the time which then impacts can impact mm-hmm. your hormones mm-hmm. your sleep your appetite mm-hmm. all of that like I could see how it could become very physical too
1: yeah and stressed people then don't mm-hmm. eat as healthy that's or they right. don't they have all the best intentions to eat healthy but yes. then they're ending up being so stressed that they just grab whatever comes their right. way or yes. whatever Fantastic. is easiest yes um yeah like you Incredible. said you don't sleep well which also sleep has a lot um like clutter affects sleep in, in a lot of ways so sleeping in a cluttered room um the, the brain actually can't really uh, relax properly right. because it has so much stimulation the other thing is it affects your health because if you have the room stuffed full it's most likely dust collects yeah. around it so the dust may um inf- uh, or have an effect on your breathing especially when you're um already maybe having yes. um asthma yeah. or other breathing issues you know uh, yeah so it's it's, it's almost endless yeah it's amazing
0: i i remember there being a time where i lived with someone that was very um in in my world <laughs> cuz i think it's all subjective but very messy and was fine <laughs> with things being out and everywhere and like not super clean and i just i remember when we would have like a big clean on a weekend or whatever and how how much that would impact me and i remember them saying to me wow like this really impacts your mental health like your mental well-being and i was like Yes, that's what I'm trying to communicate. Is that it doesn't have, and I'm not like that either. Where it has to be perfect at all. No, no. But the over clutter was really like it's. It was hard to relax in that for sure. Yeah,
1: it's the it's. It affects your mental space, affects your emotional space because I I often say too. It's like if your environment looks bad, you feel bad. But now, of course, like you just said, there is people that live in a in a Messy environment, and then they come, of course, and tell you, "Oh no, I don't feel anything. I don't feel bad at all. Fine." But that's because they're so used to their messy environment, right. they don't even know how they could feel. Right. It's a little bit like when yes. when some when somebody is not healthy mm-hmm. or hasn't been healthy in a long time, they don't even remember anymore how it was when they were healthy or when they could move. From, yes, you know.
0: Yeah, I say that often as a health coach is many people don't know how good healthy actually feels because exactly. once you get that feeling, even if you're not perfect, even if you go off track, you don't go off track for as long because you mm-hmm. want that feeling back. Now, you mm-hmm. know, you're at this other level of what, what mm-hmm. life can be like. So yeah, I totally exactly. understand that. Let's yeah. move on to uh digital. Cause I, I think this is a <laughs> big area these days, all the way from um, maybe even digital addiction from being I don't know from the clutter, but I think digital is big. And when you said not only like, I, I only thought desktop, but then you said phone. And I was like, oh yes, my phone is <laughs> cluttered. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that, that area. And have you seen, I mean, in the, in the years that you've been doing that, have you seen this becoming more of an area of concern or just a new area to that people are recognizing that is also adding to this clutter?
1: Yeah, so let's first talk a little bit what digital clutter is and mm-hmm. then I answer that question. Wonderful. So digital clutter has various aspects. <laughs> it's, it's nothing is just simple. So the first thing most people think might be the desktop of their yeah. computer, you know. But so there is um there's several parts to it. So there's physical items. First of all, all the hardware devices, the phones and the mm-hmm. cables and the computers oh, yes. and the usb sticks and the the routers and all the gadgets that you can have and then if you if you're somebody that needs to have the newest gadgets all the time and don't let go of the old ones then you may have a drawer or a shelf full of uh, or a graveyard let's call it a yes. graveyard of <laughs> things. so that is what i haven't even touched on selfie sticks and tripods and and <laughs> whatever else you can have. And then every new phone you have needs different cables. They luckily can't figure out how to just have one kind of cable for all cell phones. No, no, you need a new cable for every cell phone. And so all this is Mm. one aspect of clutter, which I call digital clutter, because it it connects to all this digital or to these, these gadgets that we live with now and more and more live with no, but then the other thing is what is living in these gadgets, like you were saying Mm -hmm. on the uh, on the computer in the cell phone, whatever else you're having, like maybe you have a Game Boy all this stuff is also um, clutter and it has an effect on you. So like if you look at your computer screen, for example, on your home screen, you said you feel stressed and you feel heavy. And that's exactly how it feels. So I, have for example, have all oh, right now I have a lot I have five icons on my, nice. <laughs> my desktop. That's a lot for me, I usually only have one. Um, but yeah, that has an has an effect. If the stuff is unorganized in your computer that can have um, is clutter, Mm. because it's unorganized, it creates stress, because then you may not find what you're looking for, you forgot where you saved it, you have no system, you have no, no structure, that is a a problem. Now with the um, storage space becoming cheaper and cheaper. I don't know, like I'm mm. I'm older, like yes. I have my very first job, we did have computers, but they had zero storage space because right. that was so expensive <laughs> back then. Now I think you can buy 10 terabytes for I don't know $100 or something. Yeah, it's crazy. So most people don't even pay attention to maybe keep that stuff decluttered, their de- data right. decluttered, they just buy new storage space. Yeah. Um, and, and just move everything there, which doesn't solve the problem because they still don't know where it is, or maybe have it double, triple, quadruple. So that is also an aspect of clutter. But then there's another aspect of clutter that hardly anybody realizes that hasn't looked into it, which is the digital footprint we're leaving, like all the logins we're having everywhere, all the digital photos we're spreading on social media and talking about it, this all stays. And somebody once said to me that whatever you post on digital, even if you delete it later, it still exists because it's somewhere on some backup Uh, server somewhere in the world yes yeah so like just imagine where all you have all these different logins some are important like uh, online banking or maybe um you have other important like from your website and all that yeah. but then all these not so important ones where you just signed up to get a coupon and then you forgot that you <laughs> signed up and then you probably sign up with a different email address and let's not yeah. talk about how many different emails addresses <laughs> you have and all the stuff that ends up in your inbox That's so true. in like email clutter mm-hmm. and other uh, so um <laughs> you want me to go on right oh my goodness
0: well you're just like, oh, like you're opening God. it all up like i'm going yes <laughs> That's right. Yes. But I hadn't even thought of these things as clutter, but they are incredibly frustrating. Like the passwords drives me crazy. Like you said, I actually have three different emails because now I organize how, what I sign up to with each email. So I know like Mm -hmm. one is for all my health stuff. One is for business Mm -hmm. stuff. Like you kind of do it. One is personal and that helps a little bit, but still
1: more email addresses is not necessarily mm. a bad thing. So I like you, mm. you were intentional, I like you have now kind of like a yeah. structure or you started yeah. to have a structure. So that's a, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have yes. more email addresses than just one. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying it all creates or can create yeah. clutter. And then I want to touch real quick on something th- that a lot of people don't want to hear. But for example, mm-hmm. if you and I should be dead by tomorrow, which we yeah. both hope we're not. But if well, we should, no one,
0: no one gets out alive. I always say
1: <laughs> nobody gets out alive. Exactly. So what happens with all these accounts that yes. only you know the password to, or I like a think big of that. yeah, or a big thing is for, for example, for a while it was, and actually Facebook fixed that now. Mm-hmm. For a while it was that like when somebody died, their Facebook would stay there, and nobody would be able to take their Facebook. Um, personal um profile down and right. people could post there and yes and you you had you had no uh, access and now you actually can go and most people don't know that mm-hmm. you can go into your settings and actually uh, dedicate oh. somebody who then could shut down your profile or could oh, make sure not everybody can post stuff yes. on it um that and um so it it goes even further. Um, mm-hmm. And most people get completely overwhelmed when we're talking about it. And I have to be careful too, because and, and I probably didn't, didn't even touch on everything that is possible. Yes. But that is also like, just imagine how it is like if for, for example, for your parents, if you would not be here anymore, and people post like maybe they post lovely stuff on your wall. That's mm-hmm. one thing, eh? But then there may be some other people post other things on your wall that you wouldn't want. Their that's right daughter's Facebook profile, right. who, you, who you're grieving, and that's and so right. yeah, so it's wow. crazy. Clutter is crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for for mentioning all
0: the different areas because I hadn't thought of that. And once you know about something, you can start to organize or go to someone like yourself for help to because sometimes you think oh gosh I don't even know where to start so it's incredible to be able to reach out to someone and say okay please like I need help in this in this area
1: yeah Yeah. and and often it helps too to just have somebody to talk to you know it's like um because um so when i worked in finance you know how a lot of people have struggled with finances and and then they feel shame about it and so we always said like yeah finances is a really touchy uh topic so we have to be careful but what i noticed is when i work with people on on clutter it's even more touchy because it's like it's almost like it's even it's closer to us and so just being able to talk with somebody about something and, and yeah. realizing that you're not being judged for it because maybe your friend just yeah. puts you off or judges you, maybe even for yeah. says yeah, yeah, you were always a messy kid or something. Right. Not helpful, not helpful. And to <laughs> know
0: that you weren't the only one too,
1: that's huge. Yeah, yeah. No, about- I always say everybody has clutter, including me. So don't think I don't have any. Right. I may just be more aware and more intentional and, and a little but bit You further. might not let it go
0: as far because then you know, okay, I need to go in and clean yeah as opposed to someone that hasn't really given the attention to that area or doesn't know that it's even clutter then they're it's going to get a bit more chaotic until they get help and for you yeah you're trained you're like I'll still get the clutter but it's like me being a health coach oh I still have weeks where I'm not wonderful with my health but it might be like a week and then I'm back on it for several months as opposed to someone that doesn't have that training so exactly difference it doesn't mean that you're perfect
1: it's not an an and And I don't want to say it's just a training. It's also just the awareness. Like so many people like don't have the awareness. Or when I say tune in and see how your environment makes you feel, the first reaction most people is, like I said before, is like, oh, I feel fine. Well, no, you're actually probably not feeling fine, but you're not even letting yourself um experience how it actually really makes you right feel. yeah, just and that's, pushing it away you know so that's quite the, a canadianism to say i'm
0: fine i'm fine <laughs>
1: yeah not just and just try swiss women, swiss are very like do that too like, you know, to The outside <laughs> so, oh i think goodness. every every culture has some kind of a way how, to, we do. how they do that's right it. that's yeah. right let's talk about the
0: um because i find this interesting the financial clutter because you're not giving financial advice this is actually mm. another area of finances that we don't really think about we all think about okay i need advice i need to learn about investing i need to learn about this i need to learn about that but i i like how you've touched about on the decluttering and i feel you know it's very time sensitive in the sense that across the world right now, we're all dealing with this inflation and things are getting really tight for many people that possibly before weren't because things have increased just so astronomically. And it's something that's, I believe, impacting everyone to some degree, because we're talking about things like food and fuel and things that do impact everyone. Um, Mm. Talk to me about that financial clutter side of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> has also many aspects and what most people probably think of first, which is yes, clutter is if you have unorganized or cluttered finances, if you have no idea about your finances, if you're constantly um, like late paying your bills or not paying your bills or whatever it is, you know, so it's like you can have a lot of clutter there right. and unorganized and everything. But it's not even or uh, yeah and then it's not even just the main thing so then let's talk about why is it that way so then we get into mental and emotional clutter like maybe again oh i was never good with money
0: wonderful where the
1: heck did you get mm-hmm. that from you we can learn it or the emotional clutter, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with it, finances yes. scare me, well, um, <laughs> they're not going to bite you, so and it's, <laughs> it makes things even worse if you don't look at it, and I know, I mean, I'm a little bit of, of a fight and flight animal too, so either I fight it or I, <laughs> or I <laughs> flee from it, you know, we're all like that, but, but when you look back, oftentimes when you finally tackle something, it was not half as bad as you imagined in your brain and all that so that is one side of the clutter but then there is of course another side so imagine somebody like your roommate um years ago who has such a cluttered messy space they often don't know what they have so then they need something they don't have it or they forgot they have it or they don't they know they have it but don't find it right then you have to go out and buy it again possibly so that has an effect on on, on the, the finance yes. You know, and so, so then you spend more money or you have so much stuff that it doesn't fit in your home anymore. Remember I said too much stuff in right. too small of a space. So then you go and rent storage space so you can move some of that stuff, crap, right. shit yes, over yes, there, yes. you know, yeah. and when you look sometimes what people have in their storage spaces, which they pay big bucks for every month. It adds um, up, yes. You're like, why are you paying every month so much money to store this? What for? You know, so that's another aspect of um, of uh, financial clutter. But then what I'm also talking about and what you probably in your work come across too is like when people don't... <laughs> When people are not happy or when people suppress their emotions, what I call um, emotional clutter, Mm. they need a way out to feel better. So then some people, they eat too much, no? And then they get out of shape. Other people drink too much Mm. alcohol. Um, Other people take drugs possibly. But then there is the people that go out and buy stuff. And they go and buy stuff that they don't like, or they don't use that or that mean they may they think they like it because they go and see it. But it is when you don't feel good and you buy something and I don't know whether you ever did that. And I sure Mm -hmm. did that before too. And and so if we're not aware of it you're maybe not feeling good and you just feel like I have to buy something and you Mm -hmm. go and you buy some sweater but you probably buy a sweater that you're not afterwards never gonna wear for several reasons you're not gonna wear it because you remember how shitty you felt when you that day when you bought it the other thing is because we're not feeling good about ourselves we're buying something that afterwards just and and I don't 100% know how that works. But afterwards, Mm. it's just like, why did I buy this? This doesn't even suit me that doesn't even look good on me, or it's too small, too big too out of whatever. So then I, I joke and I say they go out and buy clutter. They, they have already yes. so much clutter, and then they go out and buy more clutter. And it's often happening to people, sadly, who already struggle with not possibly having enough money. So then they, right. and because they feel bad about that, they feel like they need to um, reward themselves for something, or they need to make themselves feel better. So they go and spend money they don't have on stuff they don't want. Right. There's that saying, no, they go out and buy, buy um, stuff they, with with money they don't have, they buy stuff right. they don't want to impress the neighbor, um who they right. don't care yes. for, or some something yes. along yes. that line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, and so Jokingly and jokingly, I actually really put in, in brackets mm-hmm. uh jokingly uh, it's called retail therapy and there right. is a science. is actually studying this because it's not a joke. It's actually really something that goes on I mean, in us. And when our environment makes us feel bad, then we may go out and buy more stuff. And then in return, it becomes a vicious cycle because then the finances are more strained and our house gets more cluttered and we don't feel better at all. The, the the effect of feeling good of buying something under those circumstances is very short lived. So.
0: I love this because you wouldn't think of those things as clutter and yet now framing it in, in this idea of clutter or being disorganized that, um, it actually makes it tangible. Like, Oh, that's a big problem, but I can actually start to work on this. Mm-hmm, it makes mm-hmm. it a little more, um, yeah, a little more real, if that makes sense,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed
0: to just, cause when we think of emotional, emotional can seem like very difficult to try and, um, correct that it feels like to work on something yeah. emotional, we need therapy. We need a, you know, and of course yeah. I'm not, um, of course, some people do need that there's, there's different, yes. but I think that there's a whole category of people that actually, if they look at it in this framework of the clutter or disorganization, it's something they can actually get a grasp
1: on themselves. Yeah. And I want to clarify too. So I'm not a therapist. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, if somebody needs therapy, they need yes. therapy. Yeah. So we're not talking about people who need therapy. Mm. But we all have also yeah. emotional clutter. That's we just right. do. And and when we start looking, what are the, the effects of certain things right. that we emotionally suppress mm-hmm. or that we, we don't feel good? Why? First go and find out why. Don't, do I not feel good? And then see why or what am I doing when I'm not yes. feeling good? And like I said, some people Love eat too it. much, others drink too yeah. much, others buy a lot of stuff, which um, also has a negative effect. And w- to come back to financial clutter, w- which is actually the sad part is the stress that financial mm-hmm. constraints, or if you if you're struggling with finances has on you to fit, try to fix that by going out and spending more money yeah. is, um, is actually like, if you're if you're looking at this with a rational mind, you, you can see that this is can't be the right approach, no? So instead, trying to create at least a a certain order in your finances can relieve a lot of the stress already. That's basically what you're looking for, no? Releasing some of the stress and the bad feelings, and you're trying to release that by spending more money, but you could actually release it in a different way by creating more order and then creating or setting up your finances in a way that on a regular basis, if that's what you want, you can actually um, buy something that you really like and love Mm -hmm. Right. And that way, you get actually really the, the the benefit and the, the reward and the good feelings out of it that last a bit longer.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's like anything. Often, the solutions to what can feel like a big problem to us are are actually simple, but we just don't know them, and we need someone to teach us or to lo- to be able to learn them, then to apply them. And I'm sure that someone that takes one of your solutions for the organizing that when they apply that, they start to feel better. And even if they, you know, again, go off a little bit, that's okay. They'll remember that feeling of lightness and return to that. And it's probably more uh, like a a practice that you bring into your life.
1: Yeah. And, and you mentioned a few times, um, being perfect, being perfect. Mm. And I think that is one of the concepts that trips yeah. so many people up No, and I can, I, I know it for myself, too. I'm struggling with perfectionism in various uh, mm. degrees, too. And this is actually what, Trips people up, and so I always say, yes. like, if you just get eighty percent there, it's already amazing. Good. Like, who 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 needs a hundred percent? It's not realistic. Absolutely, perfectionism is not realistic in any part. We need, we need. So, so one of the things I have is, decluttering is self love. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're looking at this statement, when I say decluttering is self love, it's basically opposite of being perfect, no? Right. Because yeah. and I. I that Beautiful. came to me not because of me working with clients that came to me because of me working with myself, right? Because I noticed when we're trying to be perfectionist, we're creating harsh rules that we can't hold ourselves too, you know, it's like you know that maybe too, when you help yeah. your clients with fitness and food and health and all that. Like, oh, as of tomorrow, I'm not eating any bad food anymore, right. and I'm exercising seven times a week, an hour, any moment, whatever. And then after two days, they can't. Doesn't do that last, yes, it exactly. Doesn't last, and this is kind of why I came to this saying like decluttering is self love, and again, decluttering with the broader um perspective of clutter not yeah. just physical just in general and then the first thing we need to declutter is this stupid perfectionist thinking yes. or this black and white thinking right. only if i'm perfect i'm good and if i don't hold wow. up seven days a week i might as well throw the hands in the air and do nothing right. you know and yeah and it's self-sabotage so. isn't that yeah
0: amazing. yeah amazing yeah. I remember at university once someone said to me when I was young studying and someone said, you know, if you, if you want to be a doctor and you get A pluses, you're still going to be the same doctor as the B doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. one that got B. So you don't have yeah. to be perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the sad part or the, the, the amazing part is, the B doctor from yes. B in the studying could be what? the better doctor Absolutely. in real life later than the A doctor because very he is true. more caring or loving yes. towards himself too, mm. more forgiving, more compassionate than the A doctor. And I'm not saying all the a- people no, who have No, a- the point
0: that is that
1: the perfectionism perfectionism doesn't it, equal perfect- better. Perfectionism has a, a certain harshness mm. to it Yes, that yeah. I know very well. Like I said, right. this statement doesn't come from working just with clients. It comes That's from right. working with myself. With so, yes. Oh, mm. incredible.
0: What are someone, because I, I always love bringing it back to um, physical health. Um, well, physical and emotional, we know is so connected, but I think physical is what people see. And then they're like, okay, I need to do something about this, even though it is also, there's an emo- emotional connection side to everything but what physical consequences have you seen within clients not giving us their names but like what kind of physical consequences have you seen in them as a result of the clutter around them we've touched a tiny bit upon it but I'm just curious as to if there's more that you've seen
1: well physical effects you mean health effects for yeah. example have you yeah seen that so, in your own
0: personal clients
1: yeah 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 so I mean, a lot of people like either they have like we talked about before, like clutter, physical clutter for sure attracts a lot of uh, dust and and stuck Mm -hmm. energy. So the dust has an effect on your on your breathing, on your lungs, on your um, on your um, right, uh, like allergies, allergies. Or, or a lot of people are already a little bit sensitive there. And then they, they even have more clutter and then right. it creates more more problems. That is one that is very maybe tangible ones. And then there is the less tangible ones is just clutter increases your stress levels. Right. And um, so there is a lot of scientific study around this, actually. And I can't quote all these studies, but yeah. there's lots of studies around it, how the environment, and I had it noted here. Maybe I find it. Um, there, there is um, all kinds of studies from from American. Um, I know mostly from American um, universities, but it probably all over the world because it, it becomes more and more an issue. Um, also, because people have more and more stuff like 50 years ago, right. we didn't have as much stuff as we have now. And as we talked before, now we have also digital stuff on top of it, not just the physical stuff. Yeah. So the stress levels increase and and you might be the more the expert what all happens in the body when the stress yeah. levels increase, but they're saying like heart diseases um, increase and you can mm. um, like blood pressure um, is higher. And because of all these effects, then your immune system is more probably right. strained. And so and we know all what can happen when our immune system is is. um not at its maximum capacity Mm -hmm. then we may get sick quicker and we had just that during the pandemic where they always were saying like you have to make sure your immune system is good so it can fight off the bacteria and the viruses and the 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 sicknesses that go around and so when you have clutter in your life and again it's not just the physical clutter in that aspect it can also be the digital clutter it can be the financial Mm -hmm. clutter and maybe people call it not clutter they call it stress it, is, it does actually really create stress in your physical body, mm-hmm. which then um, yes. has an effect on your health, on your well-being. And I told you earlier that when we're stressed, we're becoming very short with other people. Yeah. Some people do, That's others right. fly off the handle completely. We may do things that we later really regret. Um, no matter what we're talking, I mean, there's different <laughs> we yes. have levels of that too. We may say things that we can't take back and hurt somebody really badly. Um, so we're not just hurting ourselves and our emotions and we're we becoming impatient with ourselves or That's impatient funny. with the environment. And it goes on and on. And then the other thing that you were mentioning is that science goes more and more into it too, is this an energetic effect that we have. You said earlier that um, you feel a heaviness when you look at your your screen and actually can now, and don't ask me why, uh, how, because I'm not a scientist, but they can actually prove now that stuff like that weighs heavy and like we always had these sayings, no, it weighs heavy on my shoulder or my heart is heavy or all that. Now they can actually scientifically prove all these things that this energy can really sit on you. That's then the energetic Mm -hmm. clutter, which I said, I'm not an expert in, I'm not a scientist, but um, this is not just something that we imagine that this is that way. This actually can be now um proven scientifically and so when you feel heavy like this think again um what your actions are in the world you're probably not gonna feel too motivated to eat healthy or you're not feeling too motivated to go and move whether that's now real fitness in the studio or whether it's just going for a healthy walk so it has it has a lot of effects yeah Um, i love
0: it i love making these connections so someone can be like you know why am I getting sick more often? Or, you know, why do I have, why am I suffering from these headaches? You know, maybe it's from this tension that's coming from yeah. an area in our life that is decluttered. And now they can start to investigate that themselves because yeah. you can't fix yet what you don't know, but this is just giving people another, perspective, because often in my world of health coaching, you say, okay, um, your immune system suppressed. So we're talking about all the things you can do to build it up, whether it's through supplementation, healthy eating, focusing on your sleep. But there's this other area to it, that if we ignore, we can do all those things, but you're still not getting to the root of what's causing it and i really love getting like first yeah. once you know what's not causing something then you can stop that thing and then the other things can help you to heal that to heal the physical yeah. problem that you're having but you first also need to stop the cause or else it's just like a band-aid solution
1: well yeah and especially when you talk about um, moving or exercising or eating healthy like I talk a lot about how we sabotage ourselves and how we can create supportive Mm -hmm. environment. And if your environment, so they have studies too, that say like, if your house is cluttered or your kitchen, for example, is completely cluttered, that you're less likely uh, grabbing healthy food, you're more likely grabbing unhealthy food. So if you try to eat healthier, because maybe your doctor said you need to lose weight for your health, for your blood pressure, whatever one of the things instead of just using your willpower and trying that's to right. eat healthy yeah. and, 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 and which creates a lot of more tension and then you beat that's yourself up because your willpower failed you or whatever you can right. start thinking okay how could I make this all easier for me so that's actually probably yeah. also the the, beautiful. the short answer what i'm trying to help people yeah. with make their life a little bit easier because we're yeah. often making the life oh, work for us so
0: <laughs> beautiful yeah Can you tell us, um, I'm sure you have several, but maybe one of your favorite success stories with a client and how that impacted them.
1: Yeah, so one of my very favorite success stories is actually Donna, and you could see that on my website in in Donna's words. But so Donna um, was coming to me for her office. So she 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 noticed that what I noticed that her office has a negative effect on her. And she actually told me when we met that she tried to declutter many times on her own. And, um, and, and, and it didn't work. I mean, it worked short term, most right. people, because you can Google how to declutter, it's really not right. a sci- rocket scientist, you can Google it. The question is, a, is it, does it really work for you then long term? And that's more something that um, when you work with somebody like me, you will find more things that work for you and that work actually long term. But anyway, so she was able to declutter sometimes, but it never lasted. She she told me that she even had hired other um, decluttering coaches, or she had hired organizers. That's what a lot of people do. They hire some organizer, then they get their home all organized. So she did that too. And it all didn't work. And then when I came, um, like I said, I I asked different questions and have a different perspective on most of it. So we we first dove deep to the why. Mm -hmm. And then we, we looked out, okay, and then what does the the cause why that it is cluttered what does the cause create in her life and so afterwards um and she said to me in the beginning she says oh i'm i'm not going to let anything go and everything has to stay blah 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 and i said that's fine no no worries i never tell my clients they have to let go of anything you know like they yeah. think too i come and tell them half the stuff has to go and i never right. do that but so then all of a sudden, when we actually got to the why she had the realization, she could let go of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which, again, is not my aim. My aim is to help you make your life easier, and your environment more supportive. And in the end, she said a dream came true, that a dream that she had for so many years to have mm-hmm. an office that she feels mm-hmm. nice to come into. And if I, yeah, if I remember correctly, she was not just working for her clients in her office. She is also using her office. To um, do sewing projects. So she was right. sewing certain things. So it had kind of like a dual purpose, which yeah. is fine. But now she said she can come in there and she can do work for her clients and she can also relax and do sewing mm-hmm. projects. Yeah. And I see, she was over the moon. And you could actually read that whole thing on my website I if you want that. to. But oh. I love her. And she was just, this was a, um, an effect. That um, that I tell you that can happen if you do the cl- decluttering right, yeah. because some people do the decluttering like, um, and I, I don't like to say right and wrong, but I mean they, yeah. they 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 use a lot of energy, time, and possibly money to declutter something. But then they don't change how they look at things. They don't change right. their habits. So then everything creeps back in. And it's in. not long term. So, um, yeah,
0: I love that. And this
1: is also the advantage if you work with somebody like me. It's it. I always say like I'm not a teacher necessarily. I'm more like a guide. I kind right. of try to guide you through your forest of clutter mm-hmm. or whatever. And and it's ultimately it's completely under your control, what you're doing, what you're letting go, what you're keeping, how you're setting it all up. I'm just here to kind of guide you and ask you some questions that you might not have thought about. I love that because the
0: way, uh, way, like what comes to me right now is how she applied structure to this Mm -hmm. one area in her life, but actually through that structure, she had more room for creativity. Mm -hmm. And we often feel that, the opposite is true like that we don't see that connection but i do believe that when you do have this structure it opens up you can relax more you have more more um bandwidth to then work on your creative projects or things that bring you more joy and um yeah, yeah i love that yeah, what and a, a lot of people story. keep
1: a lot of people keep stuff whether that's in their office or in their home they cling to it because they don't want to let go of the past or they they feel like the past was so much nicer than than life now or whatever. And once you're actually exploring this deeply, and that's not something we can just do here on on an hour podcast, if you actually go and explore this deeply, and somebody is then maybe able to let go of some of the stuff right. or at least has a better understanding that frees up so much energy and creativity too that yes. then actually Beautiful. lets you to move forward and it's i say sometimes too it's like a um, peeling an onion so sometimes mm. you're it's first you have an insight then you start with mm-hmm. the awareness then you may start letting go of certain things and you're sure as hell you can't let go of any other things but then if the process goes on all of a sudden you realize oh wait a second i actually really don't need that or i actually really don't like that i actually used that to beat myself up with where then mental clutter Mm -hmm. comes in again like remember when i said in the beginning unfinished projects is also clutter so some of us have a lot of started books, started craft yes. projects, started mm-hmm. online courses, started right. whatever started, mm-hmm. and we're not finishing them, but we're not letting them go either because right. we're using them to beat ourselves up for, oh, before I become happier, before I feel better, right. I have to first or whatever. So right. yeah, and so you're, those you're are t- the success stories when people have these insights yes. and then just it frees something up so that's the ultimate success story when something starts to open up in someone yeah and
0: And then that's what makes it a more Mm long-term solution for someone. exactly that insight Mm -hmm. um you're touching a little bit on it but can you describe like what would the process look like for someone that's like they're, they're listening to this podcast. They're really feeling like, okay, I'm ready to finally like get some help in this area. I really believe in investing in yourself, like someone investing in themselves, just some with a coach for a few sessions or however it is that you work, just, it pays itself forward for years and years to come. I just think there's so much value in that. So what does that process look like when someone is like, they're listening to the podcast. They're going, okay, I need to work with Connie. What, what, what next? Like, what does that look like for them?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so if you heard me talk here, then maybe first, um, like, if you're ready, you can contact me, I have a, uh, you can book a free consultation, and we can look at it, and we can talk a little bit about it. It's not like a coaching session. It's more like we're discovering what you're struggling most with. And and I'm explaining how I could help and, and what it would look like really in detail like tailored Beautiful. to that person. So if somebody is ready for that, they can sign up for that. The, the other thing is you can just listen more to my podcasts and and maybe start just becoming a little bit more aware yourself. Um, but then if you are really wor- ready to work with me, and I'm, I'm so and I, I say this also in the context when somebody feels like they're living with somebody who is cluttered, you can never make somebody do something right so okay good what... even if you're signing up for a consultation with me yes. this free consultation I will never pressure you that you have to do something or like I'm mm-hmm. very I'm, I'm very aware and ethical and also like the more somebody tells me I need to do something the less I'm gonna do it right, so, right. um yeah, so right. but what when you really feel you're ready and I and and I really feel like people um need to come from their own motivation and say okay i I want to help then i suggest one or two sessions is not enough rarely rarely and i notice that i don't do my clients a service if i just offer them a one one one-off session because this is this quick fix mentality Mm. or often also this black and white mentality which doesn't help so when when you work with me we're working a little bit more long term and I say ideally 3 months. Beautiful. And so we're working, and this also helps. That because in the beginning you're gonna be all gang ho. <laughs> we say yes. you're in Canada. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Would you say that in the states too. Yeah. you know, gang ho and you're all motivated, and I'm sure you notice that too with your clients. Absolutely. And then there comes this little dip where, and and this is where we're actually coming in the most helpful. No, yeah. when you actually have somebody who guides you, not pushes you necessarily, mm-hmm. because I, like I said, I'm a rebel. I don't be like to be pushed, but to to just talk with you what's happening why are you because that's basically what they're doing they're sabotaging their results then or they're sabotaging their process so that's where I come in helpful and so we do this mostly over Zoom or over the phone. Yeah. It, I Beautiful. don't have to be in your home. I noticed too, a lot of people, even though I do come to your home, if you're in my area or if you want me to, yeah. if you pay for my flight to come to you, I come anywhere <laughs> in the world. <laughs> She'll go anywhere. <laughs> Gladly. Wonderful. But, but I mean, yes. most of the time it's actually better if we're doing it. I noticed mm-hmm. if we're doing it virtual because people feel, like I said, so much shame to let somebody into their There's cluttered space, and on top of it, your home should be your sanctuary, should be your your safe place from the world. That you don't want to have an intimidating clutter clearing coach necessarily in your home. So it helps to do this online. So, but if somebody is brave enough, I I live in the Vancouver, BC, Canada area. I can also come to your home and we can do it there over a period of time, like in person.
0: I love that you do those longer sessions like up to the 3 months because as women and I've been talking about this a lot especially in the last I'd say year and a half to 2 years that as women we're very cyclical too. So yeah. how we feel within each week of our cycle and this includes even after menopause mm-hmm. um we feel different from week to week and it, mm-hmm. and so it's great to go through these processes Throughout yeah. those different times and then experiencing that more than just one full cycle, but experiencing that for a few yeah. cycles. So you really get um, familiar with those e- with those emotions and how they're impacting certain areas of your life.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, and it all like decluttering involves a lot of changing your habits because right. a lot of times clutter also happens because you have habits that are not helpful to you know like just throwing stuff somewhere or not having homes for the stuff and putting the stuff back if we're talking about physical clutter or if we're talking about women and their cycles when we're feeling rotten Mm -hmm. instead of having this all or nothing thing and either beat ourselves even though Mm. we're feeling bad beat ourselves to keep up with whatever regimen we put ourselves under Or not do anything at all and just throw the hands in the air. So if you can learn how you can actually do something, even if you don't feel the greatest and what actually something that helps you, because if you don't feel the greatest, maybe as a woman in your cycle. It may help to do something nice for you in the outer environment, or it may feel do something nice for you in the mental environment, having a conversation to let you off the hook a bit, Mm -hmm. but not completely like, not like, oh, yeah, yeah, you could just now drop everything and eat all the cookies and eat all the cake and lay in bed all day. Yes. Oh, I love, I
0: just love all these connections that we've made today. Okay. Connie, I, I can literally have you on many, many more times as we break down all these areas. I, I've just found this conversation so helpful. And so, um, I've learned so much from you. So I know that, um, those listening must have as well. So thank you so much for your time before you go. I have two questions that I always ask everyone. So the first question is, cause I'm big into these moments that, that we think are a fleeting moment, but they actually change our life in some way. So is, can you think of something that you heard or that you read that changed everything for you?
1: Yes, I can. And so remember how I said, when I was a child, I kind of felt how the environment makes us um, feel and all that. But also like when I heard, I don't know if you you heard of her, her name is Brooke Castillo. She has a podcast. It's the Life Coach School Podcast. Mm And she said in there, and actually Byron Katie is another one who said that before too, but I didn't get it properly with Byron Katie, but I got it when Brooke Castillo said it. Brooke Castillo said, our thoughts create our feelings, and then we go out and take actions based on these thoughts and feelings, which then creates the result in our life. And when she said that, I am I was, darn and so if we have a cluttered mind Mm -hmm. we have cluttered emotions then how act what actions are we going to take then we're maybe or even you can even say what are we not doing like we having the best intentions but then we're not doing it because we're feeling like crap or we're thinking like that and so when she said that it's like something that I knew before from how I help Mm -hmm. clients how I help myself that I knew, but I couldn't put words on and she could put the words on. So I love it. And if you haven't listened to her podcast, I everybody. Yes, I I will. Thank you. Thank you. Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. She's at episode 400 and something. So you're going to be busy for a bit. Okay,
0: I'll put her, I'll put her, (laughs) I'll link her in the show notes as well so that people can easily click on it and find her. So that's wonderful. Thank you. I think the more that we can, you know, learn from people, like you said, the the lesson, from her didn't hit when you hit didn't land when you listened to um was it byron byron, byron katie?
1: katie i i but did but then you get... heard
0: it again right yeah. so it's powerful yeah,
1: yeah i maybe... did get it from byron katie but just not as like yeah i heard it and yeah and i always thought like yeah yeah they you're message right, different but... people yeah yeah different Beautiful. message different person yeah except. i love
0: that okay last question what does living by design mean to you
1: living by design that's what I would call live living intentionally that's kind of what it means to me so like setting and to tie it into what I do and what I believe in is like setting your environment up for success Mm. setting your environment up that it is supportive of you and again with environment I don't just mean the physical environment I mean the mental and the emotional environment you know and, and to, to um, get away from this um, perfectionist thinking. Yeah. So by design means to me not being perf- perfectionist, mm-hmm. not being OCD, how we talked about not being yeah. like trying to have Instagram worthy life. But by design, so we feel good. Like I said, I say decluttering is self-love. Love that. Um, yeah, supportive way. Thanks. And I love that living by design. I just don't say it that way. I say living intentionally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love
0: that. Oh, Connie, thank you so much. I so appreciate your time today. And I I'm just so grateful that this will definitely help someone. I know it's helping me a lot too. And so thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me on and letting me riff about. Yeah, it was fashion. beautiful.
0: <laughs> Even your answers are organized. I just love it so much. <laughs> I, uh, okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank Bye. you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious, and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.